So, um, yeah, getting this thing started, how would you describe what it is that you do online and uh, what inspires your creativity that we see? Wow. Um, what do I do online? I think I share what happened to me and I share from direct experience and I lead people to their direct experience of it. That's, I guess that's my aim. I didn't really, I, I can't quite believe I've got a YouTube channel. It wasn't <laughs> something that I thought I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the old Colette, personality Colette, would have been too much of a perfectionist to have done this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would have, you know, would have said, I can't possibly put that. And what do I do? I need to plan it. And I need to write everything down and make it all just just so. And then probably never do it because I was never happy with the result. Mm-hmm. Whereas I sort of walk past this desk and then sit down and just say something. <laughs> Quite a lot of the time, I have no idea what I've said. People will say, oh, in that video. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I don't know what I said. Mm-hmm. So even sometimes I listen back and I think, oh, oh, wow. Okay. So it seems to be just what's happening. I mean, that is pretty much the flavor of everything. It's just what's happening. Um, and there isn't really much of an attachment to it. Yeah. It's not like there's a separate person doing it and... I've got a end game and I mean, it is nice to talk to people and it is nice to think that you helped because I remember being a seeker and I remember seeking. I didn't know I was a seeker, but um, I now realize that's what people are doing. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, so I was looking for something. I was looking, um, what was I looking for? That's a good good thing I guess I felt something was missing I didn't I felt like I shouldn't be suffering everyday life not as in what was happening but my mental um narration about it it's like why am I suffering silly things why why is my mind offering me these tickets to suffer and why does it not feel right in this body uh, there was some knowing that I was not supposed to feel like this. Mm. I wasn't supposed to have that discord. That push and pull just didn't feel right. And that seems to be what I was doing and a lot of people do with life because we're trying to control. Well, I was trying to control it. So I was pushing against things, pulling, you know, just felt like a constant push and pull. And I was like, it surely this shouldn't, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did do quite a lot of work prior to self-realization. I, um, I found Byron Katie and did a lot of her four questions. Um, and then I also listened to lots of people, you know, um, I came across Muji lo- a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody had posted it on Facebook, I think, before I was even on YouTube. And um, I just, he just stopped me in my tracks. I mean, my kids were little, he, they're 18 and 21 now, but I literally just, who is this guy? And I was mesmerized and I literally felt myself drop into my heart center and it just opened mm-hmm. and I just fell in love. And I think I was, I was seeing myself. That's what it felt like. You know, there was something there. What is that? There was some recognition that there was something there, that there was my heart opened 
and I loved him, but not in a way that you think, oh, a different type of love, just a universal love. It was just like, who is this guy? I love him. Um, So then I listened to Muji for a long time. Uh, Eckhart was the first person that showed me, um, that told me you're not your mind. If you can witness your mind, you're not your mind. And that was my first thing of, oh, hang on a minute here. There is a, something is witnessing these thoughts. Crikey. Um, but I, and then I could witness the body and I could work that. Okay. So there's, there's a witnesser, but I didn't get the identification bit until recently. So I went, <laughs> I experienced awareness. I sat in bliss. I did the I am meditation or the I am self inquiry. And I was able to just listen to my body instead of my head answering. I was like, I got it. I just went to complete nothing. Mm. But then I go, oh, well, that's nice. I was always the, per- I was still identified as the person doing all of this. So I could experience it all. And that's why I went to see, I called David Bingham. And within in about the first five words, <laughs> I was like, oh, hang on. <laughs> you know, I, I realized. I self-realized and I think I'd a few weeks prior to that I'd been sat in the garden and I was looking to be present that was my normal thing I've just got five minutes as the person I'm going to be present so I was practicing presence but as the person I was identified as the person and then I suddenly had a flip where I where I sat there and thought I'm not looking for presence. I am the presence. Yeah. It it was just the realization. And I think that probably was that that was an awakening, uh, a some sort of self-realization. Cause I knew then I was like, it's so close. It's so close. They say it's so it's so close. I was like, it's so close. And I called Dave and said, something's so close. And um yeah, he talked me through um the identification that when we're born, um, we're just, uh, we're just awareness because we don't have any concepts of bright lights. Oh, those are my hands. That's my mom and dad and the doctor. You're just awareness. Yeah. And that awareness is the same awareness that's with you all the way through your life. Yeah. So I always thought that I always thought, well, hang on a minute. I've people will say, well, how old are you? And I think, well, I'm whatever age, but I don't feel any different. There's something that's with me all along that's not changed. And then David pointed that out. And I was like, oh, so he said that your parents invite you to get uh, to play the game of duality because they're in the game of duality. Mm. So, um, so the awareness is then uh, misidentified as a person. Yep. So my awareness I thought this awareness that's my everyday looking at my eyes was Colette, but actually it's the truth of who I am. It's, yep, it's a mask. an open, it's not, it doesn't have an identity. So, so the, so the, it's just so simple that everybody's everyday awareness is their true self, but they are, they are identifying that as a as a person with a with a mind body structure yeah. with a mental that it's the identification and when you know most people if you say are you aware 
they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's it. Because this is literally where we are now, what's listening to my words, what's seeing my, it, that is your awareness. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. It's what is listening to this now. It's what these words are appearing in. It's, it's the totality of everything. You know, as I see you, I don't see, I don't see separation. I just see that we're all, it's all awareness. There is no separation. There's no two people. Yeah. There's two images, but there, but it's just in one sea of awareness. Mm. So it's so close. We miss it because yeah. it is who we think we are as the person. Yeah. So it's just, for me, it was just that bit of identification. So. Yeah, it's hidden plain sight. Yeah. Mm. I love it. We're getting right into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we go out. We go out from awareness. We go out into the world. And that's where the game of duality happens because we go, our focus narrows and we become a, we think we become a person. The awareness is still watching it all, but we identify as a separate person and then we interact with other separate people and the game begins. And the game um, begins, yeah. Yeah. yeah and would you say we play the game differently um, with that sense of awareness, the awareness of awareness? Would you say the game and the character playing the game or how the character portrays themselves playing the game is played differently from that other vantage point? Well, we are all awareness. <laughs> we are all it. So we're all playing the game from here. But some of us ha are still identified as a separate person. Yeah. So we all are awareness. We all are. Yeah. We're it's just, just a, it's a matter think, of we just aware. haven't. We haven't, yeah, sorry. It's hard to get the point across. So we all are awareness, your awareness. Um, we are, some of us close the focus and play the game from a separate person. But some of us who've, who've woken up to our awareness play it from there. Yeah. At the beginning for me of self-realization, I kept, I, and it happens for a lot of people that you fall asleep and wake up. And a lot of people have that anyway, and they don't realize. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. I just feel, you know, uh, I've listened to Muji and I feel amazing. And then they go, phew, and fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And it just seems to be the focus. So if your focus is open, you're resting back, you're dropped into the body, it seems as if you can access who you truly are. And as the focus narrows, and you go into your head, you pick up the identification and play the game from there. So the difference for me now, <laughs> is that I'm not identifying as a separate person. I mean, so I did mention that you fall asleep and you wake up. Sorry, I jumped ahead. You fall asleep, you wake up. You fall asleep while you're falling. You're like, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm, you know, you think you're losing it or you don't even know you've lost it. And then you wake up. You can't lose it. 
Yeah. Because you are it. You just fall asleep to the game. So that happens. And then at some point for me, what happened is, I don't know, three, four months in, it just stabilized. And I was like, oh, I'm here all the time. I'm here. It's just this. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not falling asleep. I'm here all the time. And it's literally just just this. You just, it's just this. Just it's this. just what's happening. Mm-hmm. So then the push and pull goes because you're you're just aware, like everybody is, like you are. But then when something happens, it's not happening to a separate person. So it's not personal. So there's nothing to get from things. Yeah. There's nothing to fix and change and improve. You've not got to push and pull. You're not, there's not something to get, something to gain, because you feel complete. Mm -hmm. You feel whole. So you've not got to get anything from somebody. You've not got to control them. I mean, there's still things that will play out. There's still, the personality will still play out, but it's seen. And because it's a habit, the identification is a habit. So I think that's why we fall asleep and wake up. It's a habit to play from that identity. Mm. And that identity has strong tickets that it keeps offering you. Mm. Um, you know, whatever your your personality traits are. Um, so I know a lot of people say, so there's two ways. You can, I woke up by thinning out the ego, by doing the Byron Katie thing I mentioned at the beginning. So I looked at my triggers, what's triggering me. So I'm not saying that I haven't got any triggers, but I, but I cleaned it up quite a lot. And I think that enabled me to have clarity and for the mind-made self to calm down. So there was some space. So when it started to act out, I was like, oh, no, no, I, I, I remember that's I'm not playing that game. Yeah. So there was enough space then, I think, for me to be able to turn around and recognize who I was. Because if you've got something very busy going on, ruling your life, center stage, you know, if the mind is absolutely suffering, suffering, I don't like this, I don't, I don't want to do this, you know, I'm pissed off at that person, I'm angry at that one, I'm resisting this. It's so busy mm-hmm. that you're, the awareness is always there. I mean, that's the silence in which it all arises. So it's always there, but it's center stage, it's pulling your attention. Yeah. So it's hard. I think it can be quite hard to wake up from that unless it's so bad that you can't bear it. And then there's the other, and then you can wake up because it's so bad. You just can't stand it anymore. A bit like Eckhart Tolle and Byron Katie both had that mm. experience. Um, so then there's the other way of saying, well, of doing self-inquiry without doing any work on, because that, is not who you are, the one that you do the work on. It is literally the ego working on the ego. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so who is actually doing the work? Who is doing all the, the cleaning up of the lens of perception and all of that? Mm. So, so that's interesting in itself. Um, but the ego will offer you all the things you're interested in. So, if, so I think it's a bit like an algorithm. The more if you're frustrated or angry, it, sh- it offers you, you think, oh, you like that. So I'll offer you some more of that. Yeah. That annoys you. You keep, you keep running that in your head. You seem to like that information. So I'll keep offering you more. Mm. So, so, um, 
So yeah, you get caught up in that thing. So the other way is to literally do self-inquiry and to say, you know, who am I? I am, and then not to go to the head, to drop into the body and, you know, and, and feel for that direct experience of I am. That's it, I am. You know, yeah. <laughs> you just feel for the experience. So I am, I mean, you just are, I exist. Yeah. But you don't fill in, in with your head. You just go to the experience. So I was doing that, but I was still identified. Yeah. So I could go to the absolute from there. Then I'd just think, oh, that was nice. And then I'd pick up the personality and I'd go. Mm-hmm. So I think it is quite a key to work out the identification bit that mm. something is witnessing it all. And that is who you are. Yep. Always. Always. It's just was. this. It's just, just this. yeah, just where you are now. I can see you're literally there now. It's just the most everyday normal experience. That is your awareness. Yeah, it's so simple. That is, yeah. I feel like uh, we overcomplicate the journey, the journey of no journey. Well, the mind, yeah, the mind likes to complicate things because we like we think it's a learning process, where it's an unlearning, it's an undoing, it's a letting go, it's a dropping that identity. It's not something to get because that's the mind. The mind thinks, well, we do all these steps and then we'll get there. And I'll just watch a few more videos and I'll get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll, um, I'll do some more meditation and I'll get there. Yeah. But that's just how the mind operates, you know. Yeah. I'll get there. It's always that there. You already are there. Yeah. yeah. And it, instead of it's the it's a turning around, then what's already here. Okay, what's the closest thing to me? Mm-hmm. It's that type of inquiry I think really helps. Because you're looking in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You're here, you're with, you're dropped out of your head. And it's like, what is already here now in this moment? Mm. What is witnessing everything? The silence between the words. The yeah. yeah. Just Truly this. Just this. Indescribable. Just this. And and not to go to the mind to actually describe it, just to experience it, your direct experience. Mm. Um, it's powerful. Oh, easier it's said the truth. But it's, yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> so, so the easier said than done is just the mind offering up mm. the idea that it's easier said than done. Yeah, that's true. Because it is just this. So it's almost like we get it, and then the mind says, "But did you really? Did you really get it?" Offers you a ticket to say, "Well, what about this? Have you tried this? What about that?" Because it's just being helpful. I mean, it, the mind is just offers you suggestions. Yeah, um, it's just that it tends to be center stage mm. instead of a side, a bit part. Of it. it tends to <laughs> it tends to take over. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, so uh, in, uh, as I see that you're, you're witnessing, you are, I can see that you are, you are there. You, you, and then, and then there's a, there's a ticket <laughs> offered <laughs> that it's, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the ticket could be, uh, you know, oh, well, uh, this might not last. I'll need to sit here longer. Oh, I better just rest in it. You are it. It's always there. 
So when you go and watch TV, it's there with you. It's the quiet one. That's why mm. we take notice of the noisy one, the mind. But actually, it's 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 the background. Yeah. It's the silence in which the the mind offers up the thoughts, mm-hmm. offers up the suggestions. Mm-hmm. Barusha. Yeah. Oh wow, it's powerful stuff. That's what we all are. So there's a, a valid way of thinning out the ego um, or just seeing who you are and realizing, ah, this, oh, I see. There's another ticket. Yeah, <laughs> mind's offering up stuff. Yeah. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Just a thought. Every time a thought comes, it's just a thought. Yeah. It's just an open sea of awareness with everything arising. Mm. Um, and I didn't have that experience of oneness when I first self-realized and I was thinking how come I'm not one with everything surely that's what I'm supposed to be and I think I was still looking from I was looking out I was looking in the wrong direction I was looking from the person at the trees and thinking why am I not one but if I then came to awareness and I'd think well where am I not and I couldn't find where I wasn't so I was like I'm everything. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's a different it's a different way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. Not from the mind, not from identification. Yeah. It's there looking out and thinking, where am I not? That's and I find, it. yeah, it's a different way around. Yeah, where am I not? And you can look at anything <laughs> and think, where am I not? And you can't find where you're not. <laughs> mm. Yeah. If I could try and describe it, it's like um, it's like there is no center. There's no so I guess before awakening, if you want to call it that, it's like you think I'm in here. This is where I am in this body, mm-hmm. in this brain, and all of the attractions and aversions that come with it. That's me. This is the center. But I guess when you yeah. do flip it around you do see that there is no center to this whole thing. <laughs> There's no point of view. Yeah, there is no point of view. There may be a Because perceived... there isn't a separate person. Yeah. But all of that comes after. It's staying with what's, exactly. what's your direct experience. Yeah. You can't find a point of view. You're like, where is it? You look for it. And it's not just like, oh, I can't find it. No, really look for it. It's like. Where does it start? Like, Where does it start in the phenomena? If you're looking for it in the phenomena, it's like there is no start. there is no it's it's all just energy Mm. and it's like looking for the your boundaries so the inside Mm. of the body and the outside of the body where do they meet so you can go to the inside you can get some sense of an inside of a body and you can get some sense of the outside of the body but then when you look where does the inside and the outside meet well one would say the skin (laughs) <laughs> uh, because that's going to the mind mm-hmm. so your so your so your mind is filling in the answer absolutely fine but if you go to the direct experience of feeling yeah so you feel the inside of your body yeah without you so it's a it's a, your direct experience not what your mind fills in and then you go to the outside of your body there's a sense of the area outside of my body but then when you look for the boundary where the where the inside and the outside meet without the head filling in 
Yeah. There'll be sensations of your legs on the chair. But that sensation's in awareness. It's only because we're naming them legs and chairs, just sensations in awareness. So without naming, so that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the head and, dro and, and having that experience in the body, direct inquiry, but almost like listen. There's some sense that it's. You're listening with the whole of you. Yeah. You're, you're experiencing with the whole of you. It, it, the, the head's not filling in the answers. It's just what is your direct experience in this moment that's boundless. Mm. You can't find the edge. You can't find it. You keep looking and it gets further and further. <laughs> and then there is, is there further and what, it, everything disappears. Yeah. It's a sense of non-linearity. Oof. This one's good. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, yeah. And then there's the, the wisdom that comes from not using the mind. Yeah, like an intuitive wisdom, you're saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because when you're not using the mind, so... Like now, I'm not thinking about what to say. I've got, I've just got your name written down on a piece of paper. And that's <laughs> yeah. it. Um, the name. So, like now, like the silence just comes, and there's no person that's got to fill it and think, oh, I ought to be saying something, or what he'll think of me. Or no. there's just, <laughs> just this. Which can be annoying to anybody who's listening and is like, stop yeah, going on about yeah, this. What am I listening to right now? But there is just the present moment. Mm -hmm. Just what's happening now in this in this moment, what's arising. So these words just come out of awareness. There's no mind thinking them up. They're 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 arising without without any thought. And it's and also you get, I haven't mentioned this to many people, but when you look out, I think Prior to self-realization, I would, you mentally name things as you walk about. You don't realize, well, this was my experience, and I don't name anything anymore. Mm. So I don't know whether you do that, but, you know, there's certain trees and things, or you might even say, I think our mind just narrates everything, and there's no narration anymore. Huh. <laughs> it's just silent. Huh. Yeah. Now, to someone that doesn't know any better, right? They're listening to this and like, what the hell are they talking about? They would say, why, you know, why would I not want to name things? It seems like you're losing a sense of yourself. It seems like you're dying, you know, <laughs> right? That would be the, the mind offering up tickets to, it's just, it's just offering up suggestions. Yeah. It's just saying, isn't that weird? Just the thought. Isn't this odd? Just a thought. You know, it's just, you can, it, um, so now I'll go back to that intuition and what needs to be said in the moment. Mm. Nothing. <laughs> 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 and yeah. there's just the thought, when the, 
it's exhausting being a person. So, <laughs> so to have that fall away is feels like freedom. It's mm. not constructing a separate person in the world that has to thinks how it needs to behave to be loved or admired or heard or I don't even know what I got my mind goes blank. Yeah. There's you just don't have to be liked or um control people, control it's not like you walk around and chaos is around you and you don't react. It's not that. Because that's what the mind would offer up. Well, you can't possibly do that. Um, it's just, you just, things, you just, things just happen in the moment and you react in the moment. Yeah. No conditions, no strings attached. I'm not saying that I've got rid of every single little tiny trigger. And it's, it's almost a thank you when somebody shows me something mm. you know if i because the judgment takes you to separation so if there's any judgment that's separation that's me putting if i judge somebody that's me putting them in jail i've got to go with them yeah. because i'm making them separate um if i'm mm. saying they're you know um angry then what why have i noticed that what what's you know they're a, a reflection for me to say oh is that uh, in judging them, I'm judging myself because actually they are me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we're one big, they are awareness. Yeah. So if I'm judging them, there's something for me to look at. And it's like, oh, thank you. Hang on a minute. What is that? <laughs> there's something I've, I've missed. There's something that needs to be looked at that's caused, that's giving, you know, it's offering me up the, the idea of separation because why would I, judge somebody if they're me unless I still had some of that judgment in me some of that anger or whatever that whatever I'm not liking about that person is showing that that I'm there's some part of me still thinks it's separate mm -hmm. so it's yeah. like oh great <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's good to have enough humility in that way to admit that. definitely definitely yeah that oh, yeah, yeah I wouldn't um, pretend to I mean, things are pretty blissful because I don't have that push and pull of life. And life still happens. Things go, I've just told you I've got a flat tire today. Yeah, My car's only two on. months old. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was no um, there was no anger, frustration, nothing. I was just like, okay, there's just action to be taken. There's somebody to call, uh, list of instructions, and, and that's it. You know, it is literally just what's happening. Yeah. I think the um, greatest thing that you can describe from this sense of awareness is less aversion to the phenomena, to the movie of life. It's uh, more of, yes, a going with the flow of life to the mm. best of our ability. Yes, there may still be some things that pop up and some uh, structures that are still present within the separate identity. But um, I think it's how we approach the phenomena differently is what matters. Like you said, um, I forget where the exact example you mentioned was, but your response to it was like, oh, great. Like, this is something <laughs> that I have to work Thank on. Thank you. It's, yeah, it's more so like less, you, you, the the oh, greatness is like a more enthusiasm to the goings on of life rather than like, oh, shit, 
you know that's the big difference it's like oh great this is what i have to learn or this is what i have to yes. do yes it's it's rather it's than, a positive rather than a negative yeah, there's no pushing, pushing away. away yeah that's the big yeah. switch i feel as though um comes about from this yeah yeah i did that prior to self-realization i had that i was like oh great i just want to clear everything up i yeah. just want to thin out this ego but i didn't really realize that then that was to let go of that let go of yeah <laughs> you know surrender the one that you think surrendering surrender uh -huh. it all let it all go i hadn't got to that stage it was just cleaning that lens so i because we tend to color our life through our beliefs so we look at situations and we paste over the situation we don't see the truth of the situation mm. we see what our conditioning is offering up yeah so if somebody's I don't know. I can't even think of a scenario anymore. <laughs> I have done a few videos on um, clearing up and, and what I did and things that I, I use so that it was direct experience. But um, I know the Sedona method is very good as well. I haven't used that, but I know other people have used that prior to self-realization and after, and they get very good results with that. Mm. Um, what is uh, that? Would I you got be able very, to describe that? Oh, well, I don't know it that well because I didn't use it, but I just oh. looked at um, it recently. I've got it on audio and um, it's about letting go, basically. It's about looking at. So they talk about the thing I found fascinating recently, and I don't know if we'll be able to, but um, it's your four wants. And I don't even know whether I can remember what they were, but one of mine was um, um, approval. So there's four basic wants. Whether uh, I can remember what they are: approval, um, control. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. So, so approval. I was like, oh, okay. And then I could. It was really good to look at because I could see where I was seeking approval still. So I'd had somebody make a comment on my uh, YouTube about my calls because um, I do like free one-to-one -one calls. Um. And I'd recently thought, well, maybe I should charge. I should do a donation for the for any more after that because it gets quite a lot. You know, you're doing quite a lot of calls, and I've only got a certain amount of time. But I felt a bit uncomfortable about saying asking for that. Um, but I've had some people that you know I've seen about three times. So I'm thinking, okay, do I make space for other people for free calls, or do I, you know? Mm -hmm. So so. So we mentioned something about you've only been awake five minutes and you're already taking calls. Oh, wow. I'm laughing because I find it so funny now. <laughs> I was at the beach with my family and I was like, oh, okay. So how to re reply to this? And I could see now with hindsight that there was um, approval there came up for me. And I didn't, I didn't go from the mind. I didn't go from conditioned belief, but there was definitely a flavor of approval. So I was trying to justify what I was doing. <laughs> so I was writing all this back saying, I completely get what you mean. Thank you. I did all the whole, because that was my truth. I was like, oh, is he showing me something here? Mm. I was thinking, well, I don't think there's a pull. But okay, I'm going to answer him. I said, uh, okay, thanks. Uh, actually, I've been having a bit of trouble with the call thing. And thanks for, you know, highlighting it. Um but what he had a problem with, he kept coming back. He kept coming back and coming back at me. And he he had a problem that I'd only just woken up like last week and I was doing calls. <laughs> and it's because he hadn't realized that it was nine months ago. And 
And so he came back eventually. And I did all this justification of what I was doing. Yeah. Reams and reams of replies to him. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I've just realized it wasn't yesterday you woke up. It was nine months ago. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. I've been such an ass. Anyway, he apologized and then deleted all these messages. And I was like, okay, so what happened there? <laughs> that I was seeking approval, even though yeah. I feel like I've done lots of stuff and I was completely aware with the thing, but I was still seeking approval. Yeah. That was a big so <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. And I, I'm pleased because now I'm like, I'm looking for it. So, so say somebody, say you do something for somebody prior to that, there would have been some level of approval, but now I see that and I do it anyway because I'm doing it because I want to do it. Yeah. And that's the freedom that it gives you. Yeah. That's powerful. It's little tiny things. Yeah. But it's so powerful because there's no stickiness to what you're doing. I'm not just doing do something for somebody, mm-hmm. doing it for the sake of doing it, yeah, for giving it freely. There's no condition, no condition. It's a tiny little thing and it yeah. feels so good. Seriously. And that's what it's like. It's there's freedom. There's no person trying to get anything. There's nobody, you know, obviously there was a little bit of approval left and I'm really like, Oh, okay. I'm really going to look out for that. And I have seen it and I've like, I can see it and just think, I don't want that. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm doing it for the sake of doing it. And it's, it's like a gift. Yeah. So the Sedona method, I think is quite good. Um, I'm sorry, I can't remember all the ones because, you know, I'd have to go to the head and I don't really want to stop. That's fine. No, that was good enough. Digging in the lesson. head. Um, and the Baron Katie thing is is the four questions. I don't know whether you know the four questions, but it's a four question thing. Mm-hmm. So you ask, um, so you have a, a trigger. So say somebody, I've got one of my thing where, where I thought I wasn't being invited to something. Somebody was, you know, one of my friends had, had done something. And I was like, oh, she didn't invite me. Oh, <laughs> now one of my past triggers was I'd thought that people didn't like me. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, so approval again. I mean, I didn't realize, but it was approval, wasn't it? I was seeking approval. Yeah. If people don't, I thought people didn't like me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you are, so you asked the question, um, she doesn't like, uh, she didn't invite me. Uh, why didn't she? Oh gosh, I got I'd have to find a question. Um, so you, you find a question, a trigger. So um, she didn't invite me. She doesn't like me. She didn't invite me. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. But you find the right question. You find a trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm upset she didn't invite me, say. And then um, you ask yourself, is it true from the head? Yes, I'm really upset she didn't invite me. And then you... Um, and then you go to the second question. But how I do it is I drop into my body. I don't ask it from the head. It's as if I look for the look at the trigger from a different angle, a bit like a detective. You've got one bit of evidence. Let's see if there's anything else. And then you say, "Is it absolutely true? Is it that she she didn't she doesn't like me? She didn't invite me." Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you answer that, and it's just a yes or no question. It doesn't matter which whether you get yes or no. But you feel it rather than answering from the head. Yeah, still feels like she didn't like she doesn't like me because she didn't invite me. So then you go to again more deeper in your body, and Byron Katie doesn't do it like this, but this is how I do it. You go more into your body, completely out of the head, maybe a little bit back here, and you ask, "How would I feel 
without that thought. So whatever your trigger is, how would you feel without that thought, without going to your head or staying in your body? And most people get the thought free or freedom. Mm -hmm. Pretty much nine times out of ten when I ask them, they get free. I feel free. Yeah. So, you know, that's your chance. That's the potential of how you can feel if you just drop that thought. So it gives people an idea of, oh, my goodness, is that level of freedom if I don't take the tickets to suffer, if I don't listen to my mind with the repetitive thoughts that it's chewing on? So then the, the hardest question is to turn it around. So uh, she doesn't like me. She didn't invite me. Um, she does like me. She didn't invite me. She does like me. She didn't invite me. What? And you feel when it's right, it, it lands in your body. It's almost like you've, you've got a bit of you back. Yeah. So it like, when you get in some, it's that, it's that last one is quite hard because you've got to really keep turning it around. So I think when I did that question, I got it to, well, of course, it's not like she didn't like me. She just invited somebody else. And then I was like, well, hang on a minute. I don't even know where she invited. She might have been invited. So you know how we paced. She didn't like me. She didn't invite me on two. She just went. She just was invited somewhere. <laughs> wasn't that she doesn't like me so she didn't invite me she didn't even have the chance mm -hmm. you know you see how something so innocent can be we paste our beliefs on top of something yeah. and make everything about us no matter what's going on mm -hmm. if somebody's angry or they're so angry with me well no they're just angry yeah <laughs> why do we make it about us oh yeah and that's, that's the personal. separation yeah mm -hmm. Because we see it as a separate person, that two separate people, them and us, they're causing my anger. If they just improved, I would feel better. Yeah. You all sort yourself out and then I'll be all right. Yeah. You know, we always project everything onto everybody else. Yeah. And we think if they all, if they're fine, if my environment is fine, I'll be fine. <laughs> so we're, we're pointing at everybody else. And actually, it's just what we think about it not what's going on because it's all just going on. People are angry. People are upset. People are going to parties, people, are whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. We just paste our, we see it. We color the lens and we, we put our, our stuff onto it. So it's quite handy to be able to see your stuff to get up. So it quietens down and you see the truth. That's what I, all I ever wanted. I just wanted the truth. I knew I shouldn't be feeling like this. So what is the truth of the situation? So when you get to the truth of what this interaction is, even if you don't ever wake up, your life is better mm. because you're not coloring it. But there's also, and always, even without doing any of that work, to wake up anyway mm -hmm. and wow. completely drop it. Yeah, well said. Wow. Yeah, we're always, it seems, in the sense of separate self, attaching um narrative to everything and that narrative is really what leads to the suffering we're thinking exactly and it leads to a victim mindset we're like this they did mm. that to me this happened to yeah. me this is be this because of that when really i believe in this sense of ultimate awareness of the witness um there is no responsibility from the outside it's all just personal accountability from 
within. It's- yeah, but not with blame, not with um, because there is nobody to blame. It's just the identification. But, you know, there's not a separate person to blame. There's not somebody who, who's got it wrong. There's not somebody who, it's just, they're just believing their thoughts. Yeah. And they're believing that they're separate. Mm-hmm. So there's no blaming. There's no, there's actually no, <laughs> we don't actually have to wake up because we're already awake. <laughs> mm. We just think we're not. So actually, there's nobody, <laughs> nobody needs to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the realization that we think we're asleep. The identification that it's just this. Hmm. Yep, it's all perfectly imperfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's fun. I mean, it's a it's fun to go on a journey. I guess it's the self revealing the self, the self um coming back home enjoying the journey it's an experience isn't it it's to experience but it's it's a shame that so many of us suffer mm. yeah because the, we don't the true beauty to. of it is that it's experience for experience's sake and that's the that's true freedom mm. the unconditionality aspect of it leads to that i feel or it comes with that it's that it's like art life becomes just art for art's sake creation for creation's sake you know definitely that is one of my sayings creation creating for the sake of creating for the Mm -hmm. joy of it yeah so that's that's, then yeah then you can live the life you want to live rather than yeah without validation freedom yeah without doing something for something it's just the doing Mm, to get something yeah just for the joy of doing it yeah, not that's the end result it's all yeah and i would also say that's um less also in our actual creations that people see like a podcast or videos and and everything every all aspects of one's life i feel as oh, though it's definitely. just doing yeah. for doing you know mm. yeah and that it's is always that. about the end result what we're going to get mm. yep and got to do we don't allow allow ourselves to be and to 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 go with that creativity. We're um you know focus. Got to do this. Got to do that. A to B. You know, um, you know when you go on a walk and you know I'm sure I did it. You know you're looking down at your feet. <laughs> you're in like the most beautiful environment. You're looking at your feet. And you're thinking, well, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. How long? How long's this walk? Yeah. How long do we? Which one are we going to do? You know, it's all about. Um, controlling, you know, what are we doing? How long are we going to be? I don't want to do that walk. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, if we do five steps, then what's wrong with doing five steps and looking like at the most amazing tree or something? Yeah. And we'll just sit here and we'll actually, we'll just stare at the sky. You know, I remember taking my kids for a walk and I would be so frustrated that we'd get it, I'd take them get them dressed take forever to get them in the zip up whatever we live in the uk so in the winter you zip them into everything the wellies on absolutely all ready to go in my head i had the idea we were going to do this particular walk and it's going to take this long and be back for tea (laughs) we get out the door we get out the gate and they'd want to play in a puddle with a stick 
And I'm like, no, 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 we've got to go. Come on, we've got to go, everybody. Come on. And yep. it's like, we'll just let them play in the bottle with the stick. <laughs> but in my head, we were doing a walk. That's what was good. That's what's healthy for them. That's what we need to be doing. You know, we just, oh my God, it's madness. Yeah. That's usually what happens too. We build up the story of how our life's going to be, what we are going to do. And usually when that moment that we um we foresaw comes about yeah. it didn't go exactly according to plan <laughs> usually or we enjoy it for two minutes and then it's the next thing the next yeah, thing the exactly. next thing yeah what's next what's too. next what's next because uh-huh. it's the wanting it's it's the wanting that causes the problem yeah you get the thing and the wanting drops away but then the wanting starts again mm-hmm Continual one. But if you feel complete, you don't have to fill it with stuff, with what to do, what to, you know, it's not like you don't want to experience. Like I said, I went to the beach the other day and that was gorgeous. It's not like you don't do stuff. It's just that you haven't got to fill your day. You haven't got to be, do, and have anything. I could yeah. just sit here. <laughs> uh-huh. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, I think yeah. that's important what you said too. It's that not the the experiences won't fall away of going to the beach and going for the walk um it's quite contrary the the movie the show goes on like we said but we just enjoy the show a little bit more for actually well you just you 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 are it it's all yeah. just appearing in you so yeah. you really experience it yeah like truly experiencing it because one, if I feel as though if one doesn't know any better to listen, it's like, what are, you, what are you guys, what are you guys talking about? We're still, we're still living a life. There's things I still got to do. There's still a future. You know, we plan to have this And that talk. all happens. Yeah. yeah. And that all happens. Yeah, yeah. We don't lose that. There's nothing to lose. No, but the, but you do get tickets of, well, it'll fall apart. You, you know, yeah. you don't, I didn't, I was frightened of waking up when my kids were little, when I saw that thing of Muji. I thought, oh, I can't do this. I've got to look after my children. I won't be able to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I cooked dinner before this podcast, before this interview, so that I knew I could, we could have dinner afterwards. It's cooked and ready to go. I can still organize myself. Yeah. But I was in pretty much in bliss making the dinner. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, well, why am I doing this? Why am I the one making the dinner? There was none of those thoughts about, um, well, how come I've got to do it and, Somebody else should be making dinner because I've got to be on it. You know, not like yeah. that. No suffering. No. Yeah. But that would have been the past, you know, narration of why, you know, poor me, why am I doing this? Why, mm-hmm. why, why have I got to do this again? Why have I made dinner 365 days that <laughs> nobody else does? You know, um, and it's not like you become a walkover. It's just you just do it because it's just what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, and if I – if I think, oh, actually, somebody else should do the dishwasher, then I'll say, oh, guys, can somebody do the dishwasher? And that's it. I don't scream at them. I've had enough. Somebody else needs to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just so you communicate from the truth of instead of, you know, instead of getting building up, building up, and then bursting it, and somebody thinks, what's happened to her? Why is she shouting? You know, that's what my kids would be like. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, just it's just the truth of the situation. Yep. It just unfolds. Mm. Yeah, constant unfoldment. 
It's like what yeah. is really needed in the moment, not like what the mind yeah. thinks is needed. It's like what is what is actually needed. Just that intuitive guidance comes about in that I feel And it's not a person being present. It's not a person um stopping their thoughts. You are presence. You are awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful stuff. Life becomes miraculous, even in the little things. Oh, definitely. Like you said, making dinner. Most people wouldn't see that as a miracle. We do it every day. <laughs> but with the right keen awareness to what is actually happening, everything really is a mirror. Everything. Every moment. Every single thing mm. is a miracle. Well, you haven't got that noise in your head crowding out what's really there. Mm. You've just, you're just, you just experiencing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then you just burst out laughing. <laughs> That's it, yeah, right? You just, yeah, it's spontaneous. It's just, it, <laughs> everything's so much lighter. Yeah. Um, there's more joy. And that's what it's all about. More joy. Yeah, we take it so seriously. Mm -hmm. Our heads do. And then we believe what it's offering us. And then it offers us more. <laughs> yeah. This is good. Yeah, more joy. Wow, this was a fantastic uh, channeling, I feel, as though we got right into this talk this is a <laughs> quite an, an unconventional talk for me um so is it? <laughs> i appreciate that um i think we can oh. probably start to wrap this thing up i mean do you have anything left that you want to channel anything else that you want to say no i don't think so mm. no um the heart i think we didn't i i did get that a little actually yeah i did get that so just as you would talking at the end, I thought, oh, we haven't, we haven't looked at the bliss that's available if you drop into the heart. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good one. We can get into that. There's a natural, <laughs> yeah, there's a natural state of bliss that rises up, but it's not the type of bliss that you chase. Um, it's bliss that sort of arises when you rest in the body and there's an allowing, there's just a natural state of bliss and it just comes and goes, but you don't hold on to it. You don't think, oh, I'm going to go and get some more of that bliss. I need you, because you feel complete, you don't chase it. But when it comes, it's like, oh my God, there's the bliss. Mm. And it's, that's magical. Yeah. That's what we are. And it can be, and it can be in the supermarket when you're holding the trolley waiting in the line yep. and you just get blissed out. You're like, wow. Exactly. Wow. Wow. And all these people are me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I was driving uh, yesterday in traffic and I was just looking at everybody in their cars. I'm like, well, oh, they're not everybody in their cars. It's actually just me in the car. Yeah. And they're all me yeah and i'm that but not as individuals yeah, yeah as a as a whole <laughs> it is it is very peculiar to have that just just dawn you know get out of the store. sometimes when sometimes when i'm driving i feel like i'm not i'm st i'm just 
still. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> uh, mm. it's, it's like you're not going anywhere. You are, cars traveling. But if you're at the sea of awareness, you're still the sea of awareness wherever you're going. So you're not actually, it doesn't feel like you're traveling anywhere. <laughs> There's no you're center, still... like we said. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And what we were kind of getting into, it's like when there is no center, there is some kind of sense of just love that just springs forth. That is just natural, you know, it's organic love. That is just, it's just, uh, it's evident almost. It's like, oh, of course. It's like, this is how it is. This is how it's supposed to be. And it's not something that one gets per se from anything or really anybody. It's just, it's innate. It's something that is just, it's in that, in that awareness that we spoke about. Um, it's just this engulfing of love that one just becomes. And that is a miracle. If I could try mm. and even describe it, that is so miraculous that behind the scenes of all of this um, seeming tumultuous world and all of its seeming chaos, it's all falsity. And really, really what's actually going on, if you want to say it's going on, it's love. Always and forever. And that, man, that's what it's all about. Mm. <laughs> that's so beautiful. And it's just that separation that, that then creates the why people would hurt each other. Mm. If they realize that they're not separate, that it wouldn't happen, you wouldn't. Yep. Oh man, this is good. Um, yep, it's all about love. God is love. <laughs> uh, well, hey, on that note, I don't have anything else to say. Um, I don't know, I'm kind of speechless. Yeah, definitely speechless. <laughs> it's lovely. It's always happens. That's the yeah. It's <laughs> lovely because it's. There are no it's prior to words when you're in that place, so it's it's prior to the mind. Yeah. So it's just. Yeah, it's almost uh, kind of a joke sometimes. I feel I'm like, why am I even trying to have this podcast and do these talks? Because I'm like, it is prior. All what I'm trying to say, or have other people say, goes beyond saying. So it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. Is this some kind of grand joke that I'm playing on myself? yet still happens but i think there's also there's also a resonance isn't there uh, i think that's yeah. why i contacted david because i felt there was a resonance with him um there was something i know what you mean guiding was... me to speak to him yeah. so i think the conversations you have some people will resonate with some people and some it's, it's like teachers whenever i was on youtube i would go to certain teachers for certain things yeah um different you know and some things were great and then that was enough and then i go somewhere else and then i go back and then think oh i can't go back no no, no. <laughs> you know that sort of that that search for for resonance and for getting it's almost like you get a, a piece of information and you, you feel it and you think oh okay that's what they're on about oh i've heard that so many times now i get it and then you go on to the next and it's just putting it's like a jigsaw puzzle 
putting it all together to realize to you know to realize actually what what is it all about what are they saying what's my direct experience of what they're saying yeah what do i know what's my truth what can you know what can i find mhm yeah it's a puzzle of resonance i like that it's like beyond the base level symbols of the words there's something to yeah. some people's words that are just uh yeah it goes beyond even thinking like muji you know there's something about how muji speaks not even necessarily what he's saying it is what he's saying but it's, mm-hmm. it's more but even the vibration of his voice yeah yeah, yeah. many other uh masters as well on that same wavelength you can feel it yeah yeah that makes sense well they just literally died you to presence um i saw i caught tolle um before he was super big in London and I was just in bliss for two hours uh-huh. I can't tell you what he said I just went uh-huh. <laughs> straight to the heart just sat there in bliss <laughs> wow. and then I saw Muji a few times uh, in London before he moved to Portugal and uh, again just sat there in bliss mm-hmm. yeah I'm not trying to um toot your horn but i feel the uh i feel that from you you know i feel like some kind of transmission i felt like this was a um uh, an hour long meditation in a way you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's lovely that's great yeah um so keep doing your thing keep um thank you that's that really love. sweet <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, i wish you all the best with, i'm even oh. speaking slower now you know um i wish you all the best <laughs> with your work um whatever you're going to put forth in the future I'll be tuning in so um Aww. yeah uh, thank you That's for coming really on fine. here thank you and yeah I don't have anything else left to say uh, no we're sure. just <laughs> we're just blissed out <laughs> yeah um well, uh thank anybody that listened this long um yeah that's pretty much it I don't have anything else to say peace and love <laughs> peace and love <laughs> thank you <laughs> Thank you.